The autumn wind is a pirate. Raider Nation! Welcome to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. Of course, there is a somber moment here in Raider Nation podcast, and you all know what that's all about. We'll hit on that and more because the Raiders are all checked in to Napa and ready to start training camp tomorrow. We're going to hit on that and many more things because the season is upon us here on show 277. Well, before we get into the show, Lamar Houston signs with the Raiders. That's a great thing because he is projected to be a possibly the defensive player of the year. Let's hope so. I'm hoping him or McLean hit the mark, man, or maybe even both. Speaking about McLean, he hasn't signed his contract not to freak out. He will be in camp. You can believe that. The young man wants to be there, unlike Jail Marcus Russell. Uh, he didn't want to be there, and so let's not even put his name anywhere near the Raiders evermore. I'm for that. <laughs> Anyway, that's what's going on in camp so far. Uh, looks like it's a good turnout because Richard Seymour was the first at the freaking door. The veteran shows leadership from the get-go. We got to give this guy the long-term partner. Let's get on to our show of the day. A very sad time here at Raider Nation Podcast. And I'm sure in the entire Raider Nation, the defensive back of the decades, the man who put oh shit in the word hit, that's correct, Jack Tatum passes, number 32 has passed away, and we definitely have to hit on this man, a man that will go down in NFL history, not just Raider history. Our next story will be, what's the frickin' secret? What is the goddamn secret that's so much of a secret about Raiders practice, about the Raiders camp? I mean, come on, folks. It's an opportunity to let the fans see what the Raiders are going to have on the field. I mean, come on. What kind of a secret could it be? I don't get it. And we're going to talk about that. And a little story, of course, here on John Herrera. You've heard me talk about him before. John Herrera, Saint... I don't freaking think so. Raider Nation Podcast here is remind the Oakland Raider fan base who this knucklehead is. Because a recent article came out painting him as a freaking saint. Please. That's all I got to say. Great hit on that. And a little short tidbit. We were featured on a Broncos fan cast. That's right. South Stands Podcast of the Broncos, the Denver Broncos, is what I want to say. And we have a little retort to their slanduggery. And of course, the bone line, 1-800-620-7181. You guys know the number and you use it. That's our show. So let's start with a very somber and sad occasion. Raider Nation. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, 
swaggering voicelessly. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. You know, Raider Wild on our podcast forum said it best, when the autumn wind is a raider. And when he talked about the bristling black mustache, you can only think about Jack Tatum and his bristling, very black mustache. And when it goes to the part of knocking them down and upside down uh, and laughing till they've conquered and won, this defines the way this man played. Relentless, tenacious, and vicious. Love to this day, thousands upon thousands of number 32 Jack Tatum jerseys. I can tell you right now at the Coliseum, it is a familiar number and for good reason. And Randy's going to play something right now, a tribute to Jack Tatum. Or it's a big loss in the world of sports. Yeah, this is really sad for anybody that knew Jack Tatum and spent any time with him. He was just a terrific guy. The man known as the Assassin passed away today. Former Raiders great Jack Tatum died of a heart attack at age 61 in an Oakland hospital. Tatum was drafted out of Ohio State in 1971. He played nine seasons for the Raiders. He had been in poor health in recent years and actually had a leg amputated because of diabetes. Before that, Tatum was working for the NFL as part of the league's uniform police, if you want to call him that. He talked about that job with Martin Wyatt here on ABC7 back in 1996. I think that's what we're trying to do here, just uh, make sure that, you know, the guys are professional on the field and that they look good. You know, it's a TV game, so they got to look good on TV, and that's what we're trying to do, make it a real professional game. With more on Tatum's playing days and his legacy, here's Mike Schumann, who played against Tatum back in the 70s. He's going down the middle, and White makes the catch. He is clean, but holds on to the football, losing a helmet. Chin strap flying one way, helmet the other. Holy Toledo. Jack Tatum was one of the most feared safeties ever to play the game. He roamed the secondary with the Oakland Raiders from 1971 to 1979. Nicknamed the Assassin, NFL receivers dreaded running over the middle, knowing that Tatum was there and ready with the knockout punch. You know, teams learn in a hurry. You don't run slants inside on Jack. So I get set outside. I say, okay, you want to take a chance? Go in there, buddy. You go ahead. Jack was part of some memorable plays with the Raiders. He put the hit on Steeler running back Frenchie Fuqua that led to Franco Harris's immaculate reception. Jack is unfortunately most remembered for his hit on New England receiver Daryl Stingley, which paralyzed the Patriot receiver. Jack tried to visit Stingley in the hospital afterwards, but family members turned him away. Jack played the game the way the game should be played. I guess unfortunate that Stingley got hit. And uh, that could be anybody. Jack didn't want to hurt the guy, you know, in his career. Jack should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think that's one of the things, that the negative thing about why he's not in the Hall of Fame because of that particular play. Off the field, Jack was a gentle soul, a quiet and humble man. Very quiet and easygoing guy, you know. I mean, he talked to anybody on the street anywhere, you know, he's the type of guy that, but when he got on the football field, it's all business. You know, you look at him and he got his game face on, just leave him alone, don't bother him, you know. Jack was a tough guy with a big heart, and he will be missed. Well-loved guy in the community of Oakland. 
well-loved guy, well-respected uh, by all his teammates and by former ballplayers and throughout the whole league. The Raiders released a statement offering their condolences, calling Tatum a true Raider champion and a true Raider warrior. At 61 is a very young age to pass. I just want to say our condolences along with the entire Raider Nation. The boards have been going crazy with uh, condolences for the family. This man had touched more people than I'm sure he even knew. Fans loved him as the quiet man off the field and the vicious, hard-hitting Raider on the field uh, truly will be missed. Jack deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You know that, and I know that. And his incident in the preseason game against the Patriots, well, that's what it was. I don't want to get into that right now, but please. The man set the standard for defensive backs in the NFL. He made the rule changes happen that so many Raider players have done throughout the years. He is an icon in defensive backs. I'll tell you right now, this was a true travesty to the Raider Nation and a great loss. Let us mourn his loss and dedicate this season to Jack Tatum, the assassin. What's the freaking secret up in here? <laughs> really? In the past couple of seasons, me as a Raider fan living in the local area have seen, well, curiously seen the Cowboys and and the the Ravens and uh, let's see, the Bears and let's see, I could go down the list of teams that have opened up their training camp to their fan base for free. That's right. No season tickets, no preseason sales necessary, just an afternoon watching your team practice not saying much, cheering them on, letting them know that they're loved and there are fans out there that care about what happens to these guys. I don't understand it. Tell me there isn't a better way to market your organization, yet the Raiders, in their secretive way, have totally missed the mark when it comes to developing fan friendships. I know it's the Raider mystique, but come on, please. Some teams hold very short practices, maybe one or two or five. The Raider Nation has none, zero. Now, as a local Raider fan, that kind of pisses me off. I'd make the drive to Napa. I wouldn't care how long it took. Matter of fact, people we drive into training camp from all over the western United States, and I would not doubt that they would make that same trek from other points in the country and out. The fact that the Raider Nation has to beg, and I, I mean beg, and, and trust me, I don't get it. Uh, I told Juan, a, a listener to our podcast, I didn't understand it, and I still don't understand it. What a better way to pump up your fan base and get people interested in your team. This is the best medicine for any team that is ailing at the ticket sales department. Listen. What better thing could there be? Your favorite players are there. You want to see them play. You're, you've been all summer long doing, you know, <laughs> going camping, going fishing, going to Disneyland. 
mowing the lawn, whatever. It's time for football season, damn it. And what better way to pump up your fan base than to open up your training camp, if not for a few games, for the whole doggone thing. Now I know for the last seven seasons, we've needed to keep the secret. <laughs> I use that as a, as a joke. I mean, come on, what have we got to hide from everybody? You know Bill Belichick isn't going out of his way to film our practices. Yeah, You know that's not happening. I just do not understand for my life why the Raiders don't see this as a marketing possibility and the fact that the fans deserve, I mean, these deserve to see their team. And if they don't think that it'll sell tickets, well, I got one thing to say. That's some bullshit. And they better get it together in their marketing department because I'll tell you what. I don't like the idea, and as long as I'm going on a fucking tangent, that they're having the Raider Nation celebration anywhere besides the Coliseum. It is the home of the Oakland Raiders, and local fans all know how to get there, partner. The reason you go to the Raider Nation celebration is to see your team play, to see what's happening, to get pumped up, to see the trophies, to see their cheerleaders, and to see the Coliseum. Come on, man. I've been saying this for years. If you're thinking about a seat, if you're thinking about putting thousands of dollars down to stick your ass in a seat at the Coliseum, there's no better time than to be in the stadium during the Raider Nation celebration. You can walk all over and check out different seating places that you might want to put some money on. I think that's a damn good idea. Should be encouraged. But they decided to change the venue. I just don't like it. What can I say? I guess I'm a traditionalist, <laughs> and I think it should stay in Oakland at the Coliseum where fans who know how to get there will get there and enjoy themselves. So that is my beef about training camp, and that is also my beef about the Raider Nation celebration. It's still a good thing. I just might bust out and make it on out there, me and Randy. So stay tuned. Anybody who's really wanting to go to something that's cool, the Raider Nation celebration is awesome. I don't know what they have in store this year, but it should be something good. It's the beginning of the season, man. We got to do something. And Raider Nation celebration is better than nothing. And uh, I just wish it was held at the Coliseum. Speaking about training camp, my good buddy, Juan Jorge has got me in. I'm in. August 7th, I'll be there in the morning with Juan. We'll be checking it out. And I will report to you what I see at camp. I love it. Also, conveniently and most excellently, <laughs> I love it, our good brother Raider Damien came through with some passes to camp on the 24th of August. Randy and I will be there reporting to you. What is happening with our team? I just freaking love it. We will get a peek firsthand into what our Oakland Raiders are going to be looking like. I can't believe football season is here. I am so freaking pumped. And I know you are too. And that is all I have to say about that. John Herrera. Saint? I don't think so. <laughs> don't go changing to 
try to please me You never let me down before mm -hmm. I took the good times I'll take the bad times I take you just the way you are John Herrera has been with the Oakland Raiders for 36 years minus two he spent two years on the CFL Rough Riders as a GM in the early 80s. Other than that, he has been at Al Davis' side since he was a small boy. 16 years old, man. Check that. Herrera's father was a dealership owner in Oakland, and he sold cars. And, uh, well, this is the way it was. He got that job, and he has been suckling there in Oakland ever since. Now. I know he must have helped Al a lot. That's why he's still around. Uh, I'm sure he's helped our team. I'm sure that's why he's still around. But he has not endeared himself to anyone. The guy is a buffoon. And when it comes to the media, it's been an insane, you know, joke one after another of this clown going after Kawakami, calling him a pot-smoking you know, him and his pot-smoking buddies was a quote. You can't do that in front of TVs. You can't do that for the videos. <laughs> Yet, he is the chief executive in charge of our, the organization. That is crazy. Well, Al is the actual chief executive, but this guy runs the rest of the show. In media, the media is just... <laughs> uh, they don't hold a high standard or... I, I have opinion, let me say, of poor John, um, as they've had several instances at press conferences to make them shell-shocked, afraid to ask questions because of the snappiness <laughs> and quick-cutting, um, immature, actual, actually, comments by John. I don't know. Maybe they should just keep him in the back. But as far as this article that I just read recently that came out of Napa, that's saying him as an as accolade after accolade. I just have to say this. I, I don't get it. They should just keep him in the closet away from any cameras or any media because I'll tell you, the Raiders would get better coverage. The media would be friendlier. Let me just remind the fans this, and I'm sure not too many people know it, but Al Davis at one time, when he became the no owner and the general manager of the Raiders, he was very media-friendly. Matter of fact, he gave TVs to all the reporters that covered the Raiders in the early 60s, free-color televisions, just because he knew how to collect and, and, and start to promote his business, the Oakland Raiders. He needed the media as they needed him. It was a great relationship, and I think Al would do better by loosening himself from this guy as far as the media goes and give it to somebody else. Amy Trask, she's awesome. She would make a great person to deal with the media way better than John. But here it is, man. Al Davis and John Herrera are like joined. They're genetically alike. There's no way that John Herrera is going anywhere unless he retires. So I just want to say John Herrera Saint I think not. Anyway, 
it'd be better to have a better representative. But please, John, don't talk to the press. <laughs> and that is all I have to say about that. Well, Ritter Nation, I got an email from a Bronco fan. That's correct. And he is an author of a show that they have over in Denver in Mile. You got to get high to be a Bronco fan. City. <laughs> anyway, this guy tells me that he's he's doing a show and he used our material on our last show on my crystal ball, of course. And you know what? It's pretty funny. And it's good to banter uh, between podcasts. I love it. I love finding podcasts, especially of the AFC West. It's great. These guys are pretty cool, um, of course, but they're Bronco Ho fans. It's all about sports, folks, on the South Stands Denver FanCast. Sports. That's right. Well, speaking of the Broncos, training camp's firing up. Starts this week. I think rookies tomorrow? Rookies tomorrow. Rookies start Wednesday. Okay. What's going on with the Broncos, Reno? Are they going to be mediocre again? What do you think? You know, I think we're going to see Kyle Orton grow in his first to second year as a starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. Think back. You guys are diehard Broncos fans. Elway's first year in Shanahan's system. Struggled. They were 8-8, 7-9, 8-8. Yeah, sure. They so had... you're excited about Kyle Orton. It's the best they have. I mean, it's not like Tom Brady's going to just... Uh... Well, I realize it's the best the Broncos have. But think about the growth. But can we have. really get excited about Kyle Orton? They're not going to win a Super Bowl. I'm not crazy to, sure. to think that. But I think they can win 10 games. You think they I can think make they playoffs? Can, I think they could, they could sneak in the wild card. Why not? You're going to have no Sean Marino, and this season is going to be significant. And I think the comfort level he's going to have with his receivers and the that, offense. That's fascinating to me, Reno, because that's the story I haven't heard anybody talking about is Kyle Orton. There's so much talk about Tim Tebow. Well, look, I said this also, and I'm, I'm very serious about this. None of us thought Jay Cutler would ever get traded. Yeah. None of us ever thought Brandon Marshall would go. The, the day we found out Bolin was was going to trade Cutler because he was being a pain in the ass. Was shocking. It was. More, more shocking, shocking than Marshall, guaranteed. Yeah, because I mean, this is Cutler. Sure. I mean, this is this was the the franchise. Okay, so Josh McDaniels got rid of Jay Cutler. Then he had to get rid of Marshall. Yep. Scheffler. I thought those three guys would be together for 10, 12, 14 years. Right. I mean. Sure. I mean, that's an offensive juggernaut. Yeah. Okay, so that's that was pretty crazy seeing those three guys go. Would you fall out of your chair if Tebow started the opener at Jacksonville? Uh, I don't think it'd fall I out would, of my chair. I would fall out of my chair. You would fall out of your I, chair? I look, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Orton is going to be the sure. starter. And if they win, he will continue to be the starter. But if Tebow goes out there and starts the opener at Jacksonville, I'll just shake my head and go, <laughs> he traded Cutler. Why not start Tebow? Well, yeah, why you not? Know? But the problem is, is he has some veterans, Champ Bailey, Brian Dawkins, yeah. DJ Williams, uh, that expect to win now. And sure. the only way, the only way the Broncos win now is with Kyle Orton. This is going to be a second season. We all know he's a piece of shit quarterback. No, the question I don't is, know about is that. he a, piece a better of piece of shit quarterback 
than anyone else on the roster right He now. is a middle of the road. He's not spectacular. He's not To me, middle-of-the-road quarterback is a piece of shit Man, quarterback. Okay. He's a guy you win despite, not because of. He's better than a Trent Dilfer. Would you give him that? Or would I, put, you... I put him kind of like I'd Trent say he Dilfer. and Trent Dilfer are okay. one of the same. Very, very similar. That's Serviceable. Why I, that's why I think with this offensive line, you have Chris Cooper. I wouldn't Cooper. mind servicing him. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> comment earlier about Josh McDaniels <laughs> tore the Broncos asunder and traded so much of the talent Scheffler, Marshall, Cutler that but we that we expected. You can't you can't have guys like that trying to upset well, the Well, I, I want to share with you the perspective on those events of the Raiders fan. Now, as you guys know, I follow the Raider Nation podcast very closely. Because it's important to me to have some perspective on the opinions of the Raiders fans. You, and Raider, Raider Greg, it's, it's, I think it's intriguing. You want to know your enemy? Do they listen to this podcast? Raider Greg listens to this podcast when I tell him that I'm talking about him. <laughs> so really? I'm assuming he'll listen to this episode. So I want to play this little clip. This is from this week's edition uh, the title of the show is the Raider Nation podcast, Raider Greg's Crystal Ball. Real, real quick, can we can we just ask if you talk to Raider Greg? Can you can you ask him why if anyone's a Raider fan they have to put Raider in front of their name? Like their name is Raider Ron, Raider, Raider Joe, Bill, Raider Johnny Apple Butter. I mean, it's always Raider this. It's and Raider always that. Raider something. It's, yeah. it's you don't lame. find that you don't find that with Broncos fans. There's a Bronco, Bronco Billy. Billy. Yeah, yeah, Bronco Billy's a caller, but. Go ahead. Here we go. Okay, let's go on to the next game. Next, the Raiders take a flight to Denver, to the Rocky Mountain. Hi! Whatever. That's right. you got to be Rocky Mountain high to think that the Denver Broncos can beat the Oakland Raiders in their house now. With the way that this new coach has dismantled this team, it's great to see. I love it because they used to own us, and now... The shoes on the other foot, Panda. Glad he admitted Even that. the pundits, <laughs> even the experts think that the Raiders can beat the Broncos in their house, and the point spread so far is showing it. Now, that is the perspective <laughs> of Jason Campbell. Campbell. Jason yeah. Campbell, yeah. yeah. I, actually, I think Jason Campbell's got some promise, and I think that Raiders fans have every, every reason to be excited about the changes there. You know, somewhere, somewhere uh, Al Davis is smiling. No, um, somewhere he's wetting his pants. That too. Smiling at while wetting his pants. Their perspective from the, the perspective of the Raiders fans is that they will sweep the Denver Broncos. Well, okay, okay. Let's let's break this down. What, listen, the Raiders fans have not had a lot to crow about. How many forties uh, does uh, this guy drink at lunch before work? Before he does Two. his show? Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Before he does his show, he loads up on methamphetamine. He's, We're talking about before work. Listen, the, the, the Raider fans need something to hang their hat on. Because they live in Oakland, which, yes. is, which as we all know, is the shithole shit bitch stepsister of San Francisco. Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at a message board, and some San Diego Charger fan was, was crowing about the Broncos having all these troubles, too. And they were like, this is great. I love it. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. You're just admitting that you're king of the losers because you love the fact that this division sucks so bad. So the so that's one aspect of it. The Raiders fans have to get excited about something. So they look at as, as a a perceived downtime for the Broncos as something that they can get they can get they on can board get their, with. They can get their hands around it, dude. 
listen, Raider fans, they 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 want to they want to get excited about it. Now, do I think they can beat the Broncos once? Sure, why not? Because you know, stranger things have happened. How dare you? Ah, come on, it's 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 feasible. But uh, you know what? I I don't know. I don't I don't know enough about the Raiders to know if they're going to be better. I'm assuming they are going to be better because they're so terrible. They have to be better at some point, right? Yeah, you've got to be better than. The worst team in the NFL. Listen, I know that you that you love Raider Greg, but can I do. We, can I we get do back have to, a great deal bro- of respect for Raider Greg. Oh, yeah, Raider Greg's another fine. thing I respect about those people, and I say those people in the most endearing way. Those people, you people, <laughs> um, well, is the fact that they call San Diego Oakland South. They consider San Diego to be a home game, and they love to fuck with the Chargers. And the way things have been going lately, I'd rather pour my Raider hatred into Charger hatred. Oh yeah, I'll I'll support the Raiders over the Chargers at this point. Just because Which I, is weird. Which is weird. weird. It's, it's just crazy. Weird. I mean, we're the South stands. For us to say that well, listen, is remarkable. If there's one but thing it that, takes Raider Greg to turn me. If there's one thing that uh, me and Raider Greg can agree on, it's that we that we both hate the San Diego Chargers, right? We can agree on that. Okay. At win. Jacksonville, win or win. Lose. Win. All right. Okay. I'm gonna say a win at Jacksonville. All right. At Seattle at Denver. Bronco win. Win. I'm going to say we beat Seattle at home. Indianapolis at Denver. Loss. L. 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 Denver at Tennessee. Loss. Loss. Denver at the Ravens. Loss. I think I have to go lost. That's a traditional. I think that's an easy loss for me. Uh, The Jets here. Jets at Denver. Uh, I'll go win. I'm going to take win. Oakland here. Win. Win. Raider Greg, take that. I'm going to go with a win, too. Take that, Raider Greg, you fuck. Denver, Denver at the uh, San Francisco 49ers. In London. At Wembley Stadium. Uh, I'm wow. say a Bronco win. I'm going to say a win, too, because I think they're a better team. I think that uh, you got the travel and all that. But I'm um, going with a loss. Although their big middle linebacker, Mr. Patrick, is... Uh, I think San Francisco's going to be much better than you think. Kansas okay. City at Denver. Win for the Broncos. I'm going to go win. I think that's an easy win for the Broncos. I'm not Denver just Broncos. following you, Reno. I'm actually making my own mind Okay, up. Denver at the ch- aforementioned Chargers. I think it's safe to say loss for that. That's going to be a loss. Loss, too. Yeah, I'm going with loss. Denver at KC. Arrowhead Stadium. This is in December, Reno. Hmm. That's a loss. Statistically, we got to go loss on that. All right. Am I six so and five? I'm going with a loss also. Okay, we've got Denver at Arizona. That'd be a win. They don't have a quarterback. Denver at Arizona. I'm going to go win as well. I am going to say win also because I saw Matt Leinart play at that preseason game. You just gave yourself a loss, didn't you? Oh, yeah. There you go. Make sure you get that right. Okay, Denver at Oakland at the Coliseum. I'm going to go loss because I think by the stats, not necessarily. I don't know if they're going to actually lose or win that, but I think stats-wise, it's going to be a loss. Just in honor of Raider Greg, I'm going lost there, too. We're one game short. There you go, Raider Greg. That one's for you, buddy. Okay. What do you got for at Raiders? At Raiders, I'm going to say that's a win. Wow. Take that, Raider Greg. It's two wins in your face. <laughs> On your face. <laughs> On your face. Okay, Houston's here. We get Kubiak at home. Win for the Broncos. Yeah, I think that's a win. I think I'm over my initial prediction. I'm going with a loss. Texans are good. Okay, well, and then we've got good, San, really we got good. San Diego here. I'm going to go with the win. I'm going to say loss. 
All right, I'm not a, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I've got the count right here, but uh, Renault has got the Broncos at nine and seven. John has the Broncos at eight and eight. Okay, and I have the Broncos at ooh six and ten. Six and ten. I just want to get one more point out there. Do it, and that is that Lane Kiffin is a punk ass bitch. Not that we didn't already know that, but this is and this one's for Raider Greg. That okay. guy is a fucking asshole. Somewhere Raider, somewhere, Raider Greg or Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin. Oh, okay. Somewhere Al Davis is smiling because that that fucker just fucked Jeff Fisher in the Tennessee Titans this week. Took his running backs coach four days before training camp is set to begin. Didn't call Jeff Fisher first. This is after walking on the University of Tennessee. Now he's fucking the Titans too. Fuck that guy. Lane Kiffin is a bitch, and I hope USC and all their violations go fuck themselves, and I hope Pete Carroll dies in the NFL again. Getting excited for Broncos season. It's going to oh, be good. Man, so excited. Cool. So well, excited. Let's wrap it up, and we'll get some more hot sports talk going on. What can I say? And, you know, they hate the Chargers. Uh, these guys, anyways, say that they hate the, the Chargers more than they hated the Raiders. Well, I have to tell them that I freaking hate the Bronco Hoes more than any other team, <laughs> even the Patriots. But the Bronco Hoes are number one, man. There was nothing better than to see Shannarad's face in pure disgust after we beat your ass. I love it. Anyway, I just wanted to say this. I'm going to send you an email, and I want you to listen to this show because <laughs> when you called Randy and I, what, is it, what was it? Meth-taking, 40-ounce drinkers, and you threw us right in there, and you guys know how the media are. Don't you, Raider Nation? That's right. Well, boys, listen. Randy and I are firemen. We can't drink 40s before work, and we certainly don't do meth. Now, I don't know what you fellas do. I don't think it's broadcasting for a living, but I can tell you this. <laughs> we are everything that firefighter implies, and that's it. So I, I just want you to know that the Raider Nation comes in all colors. There's all kinds of us. And when you say, why do we call each other Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider this, Raider that? It's because we're proud, number one, to be called Raiders because... Man, what kind of a name? How would you like to be called Bronco? Bronco! I'm Bronco Billy. I'm Bronco Pop. It sounds like you're in a children's uh, morning show. It's Bronco Billy. <laughs> don't tell me your fans don't call themselves Bronco this or Bronco that. Look at any forum. Hell, you call yourselves the Bronco Nation. What's up with that? There's only one nation, partner, and you know it. And it's the Raider Nation. I'm going to let the Raiders do the talking for me, brothers. As he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a Raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. So, bring it on, man. <laughs> and I do say this, man. We're going to kick your ass twice. <laughs> And I ain't kidding, and I ain't even thinking twice about it. It's not going to be easy, but I just think our team has the drive, the desire, and the players that can beat your team. 
twice. <laughs> so there's no 40 ounces. There's no methamphetamines. There's just me sitting here with my cup of coffee and my dog, incidentally, named Rada. And I, my friends, will let the Radas speak for me. And we'll talk to you guys later after the first game. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for... The Bone Line, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. We invite any and all fans of football to call the Bone Line. You don't have to be a Raider fan. You can call in if you're a Bronco fan. Check that. So, anyways, <laughs> let's hear our first caller, first-timer from Sheffield, England. I just freaking love the Raider Nation. This is Raider D. What's up, Raider Nation? Uh, this is Raider D from Sheffield in the UK. Uh, first time caller, long time listener of the podcast. With the season coming up, just got finished listening to the last podcast. Thought it was about time I called on this show. Uh, really looking forward to the new season. Definite progress being made. Defense is looking better. Let's hope those linebackers can. Uh, Share the potential. Um, yeah. Go Raiders. I'm out. Next, we have Raider Queef from Oxnard, California. Check it out. Raider Nation, good morning. And Raider Greg and Randy. This is Raider Queef out of Oxnard. Just getting ready for this football season. Just hanging out here, getting ready to go see the Cowboys pretty soon. Not a Cowboys fan. Of all the teams, I don't know why do they get to be honored as America's team. But they're coming to Oxnard, and uh, I love football so much, i got to go just check it out. So all I have on my mind is why don't we just get T.O.? What's the big deal? I mean, if Al in the past is going to spend millions of dollars on uh, Hall, and uh, even Javon Walker a couple years ago, just throwing your money away like you had it. For those losers, at least T.O., he's proven record that he can catch the ball and he is willing to train and work hard for any team, especially now he's got an offer that's full of incentives, not just pay me my $5 million and I'll make your team better. It's all based on incentives of passes caught, yards received, touchdowns. It's all just incentives. If every player played like that with reason instead of Albert Hainsworth, for example, I'll take the money and then I'm going to cry. So, but I really can't blame him because uh, he was supposed to have a certain defense and it's changed, but maybe I'm just jet because I just make minimum wage babysitting my wife's kids. So, anyways, just get T.O., especially now since the Rams are shopping him. It's Monday morning. Rams are looking to make him a deal. And if he's going to go anywhere the last part of his career, he's got a better chance with the Raiders. I just don't see why Al just gets him. Why not? Throw some money down on him. Give him a chance. Bring him back to the area. Bring a great receiver. Put some people in the seats. He's been a really good boy lately. Give him a chance. Give him a chance, man. 
Just give T.O. a chance. All right. Someone just pooped in the potty. Got to go clean that up. It's Raider Queef cleaning up poop. How about? Well, all parents have cleaned up the poop, Padna. And the poop here is T.O. is in Cincinnati. And that's just the way it goes. Now I would hope that we look at a good offensive tackle. That would be a great pickup. If there's anybody that falls out of the trees, we got to pick them up. We need some depth on that offensive line still. That's a shaky part for this fan. Um, way more than T.O. Thank you for the call, my brother. Next, we have a tribute to Jack Tatum by the San Ho Raider. Raider Nation, what's going on? This is the San Ho Raider. Calling in to Don in and just to say, uh, pay tribute to uh, one of the greatest DBs ever play the game, Jack Tatum. Rest in peace. You are truly the best DB to ever play the game, and uh, you will never be forgotten. That's all I got, Raider Nation. I'm out. Another great Raider player that set the mark, a true warrior, as the Raiders had said in their press release, um, a definite icon in the sport. There's no doubt that Jack Tatum is well-known through any fan base, and that is true. Thank you, my brother. We have a new caller, the Metal Raid. Hey, what up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is a first-time caller, uh, the Metal Raider. And uh, that day I just found out the news. That the assassin, Jack Tatum, passed away. So, uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the Tatum family and the rest of the Raider Nation. Uh, you know, be mourning the loss, and uh, I'll be wearing my number 32 Tatum jersey all week long. And uh, I'll be calling in more. Another tribute to Jack Tatum. Um, Gotta have a number 32, man. You gotta have it in your closet. If you don't have it, go and get it. Because you're going to support his family by doing it. And that's no lie. So I've seen a lot of them. And personally, that's my jersey. That's what I wear. Either Tatum or Bo Jackson. And that's where it rolls for me. So uh, check it out. Buy a jersey. Get one. And wear it this season. This next caller has been calling the podcast for a long, long time. A very familiar voice and a very familiar chant. Put Tatum in the Hall of Fame. This is Rada Tatum. Rada Greg, this is Rada Tatum from the Midwest. Uh, I am I'm shocked by the news on Jack Tatum. Hence where my little nickname came from. This man was the powerhouse behind that that position. He brought that position to the forefront. Uh, there's countless players that credit their style, their play to Jack Tatum. Oh, this sucks. And uh, I just wanted to throw this out to the nation. My thoughts and prayers to the nation and especially to his family. And as I'd always mentioned, put Tatum in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. God bless. 
I say amen. I'm sure the rest of Raider Nation does the same. Let's hope that he gets in the Hall of Fame. We've all said it. There's many Raiders that still deserve their place in the sun, and he is certainly one of those players. Okay, man, it's hard. It's hard to hear this, man. It's hard news on the whole nation. And, um, um, well, thanks for the call, my brother, and I know you sincerely uh, are feeling it. Well, next, we have a very cool story, man. I want you guys to listen to this guy, the Ohio Raider. Hello, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. I was deeply saddened, like all of us are, that when I found out that Jack Tatum had passed away today from a heart attack in Oakland Hospital. I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio myself, and uh, my dad's Ohio State alum, so I followed Jack during his college days. And uh, we went to a game in 1969, saw him play the uh, against the Illini there in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, and I was able to get his uh, lucky to get his autograph after the game. Jack was a running lot of his day. He uh, one of the few players, probably like Night Train Lane and Ronnie Lott and some of the other ones that defenders, I mean, they did their defensive schemes away from him because he was seeing Atkinson back there at the time. He, Like I said, he was a Ronnie Lott of, the, of, of his day. He'd knock the snot out of you. Just ask Sammy White when he knocked off his helmet. Just want to say in peace, uh, Jack Tatum. You're the huge reason why I became a Raiders fan. God bless you and your, your hearts and prayers with your family. I better go ahead and sign off because I know there's a lot of Raider fans calling in on this, but uh, God bless you. You're the best. Now that is pretty damn cool, how you became a Raider fan through Jack Tatum's actions, your father. That's Raider history, man. You got to love it, man. You got to love the fans. You got to love the dedication. And you got to love these players that you know they weren't making hardly shit. And they laid their ass on the line, and they made it personal. And uh, this is one of those guys, Jack Tatum. Thanks for the call, brother. Thanks for the story. Next we have Obi-Wan Raider. And his son. What is up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here. I've been in hibernation in this purgatory called No Fucking Football. But I sense a disturbance in the Force. We've lost a great ally for the dark side. Jack Tatum, rest in peace, brother. I know that if there is a football heaven, you're up there clocking heads right now, man. Big shout-out to his family and everything that Jack Tatum did for the Oakland Raiders. The new safeties, Mike Williams, Mike Huff, they got to go ahead and pick up the mantle of this once superbly dominant man. Words alone can't describe what he meant to the Oakland Raiders. I've got nothing else to say. I'm just really broken up behind it. I like the assassin, even though he came from Ohio State. Go Raiders. Raiders One Nation. Woo! Here you go. Bye. That was my son, Matthew. Big shout out to Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Thanks for keeping us involved, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, man, I certainly would hope that the players this year are safeties. The guys in charge of those 
those passes, those slant passes over in the middle. Take a lesson. Take a lesson and return the Raiders to that kind of dominant defense. That's where I think we're going to be this year. I think our D will be incredibly strong. And, man, I'm just looking for some great football, as you should be too. Man, this is a great lesson for these guys to see. I hope they all watch his films and understand what it takes to be a Raider. Thanks for the call, fellas. Next, we have a very good friend of the show, a guy that knows his shit, no doubt. Check this out. That's Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. I'd like to say, give my condolences to the Tatum family. We just lost one of the great, all-time great Raiders. Um, one of the hardest-hitting safeties to ever play the game. They always want to talk about his hit on Daryl Stingley, which, to me, you know, it wasn't really that malicious of a hit. The, the most famous hit he ever laid on somebody was Sammy White, but there was another hit that not too many people probably remember, and that was the hit he put on Earl Campbell. One-on-one, knocked that man backwards, staggered him. He still scored, but that was a huge hit for him. Only man to ever do it. As far as our linebackers being over the cover and pass coverage, I think they should be all right. Our defensive line should be able to put the needed pressure on the quarterback to make him force him into mistakes. Uh, Thomas Howard showed that he could cover a few years back. Maybe he, hopefully he can get back to that form. And uh, as far as our defensive line, there's no excuses for them this year. I mean, we got some big-name, talented people there. Seymour, John Henderson, the guy that, to me that needs to step it up big time is Tommy Kelly. I haven't been impressed by his play for the past couple of years, ever since he got $55 million. It's time for him to show something. And uh, you spoke about something a few weeks back. I've been wanting to talk about it, but I kept forgetting. Kansas City Chiefs, hell yes, they've improved. They had one of the best drafts I've seen a team have in 2008 when they had 13 picks. When you get 13 picks, you ought to be able to make a hell of a draft, But they and they did it. They got some pretty good players out of that draft. Brandon Albert, Flowers, the corner. Jamal Charles, the running back. Glenn Dorsey hasn't really done a whole lot, but I'm sure he will. By no means am I a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but I do respect them. I respect them because of Lamar Hunt, the great late Lamar Hunt. If if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be no wouldn't have been no N or AFL. So I respect the Kansas City Chiefs for that reason. That's all I'm going to say today. I'm looking forward to a great season, and go Raiders. Well, I would hope that this Daryl Stingley thing would, you know, 
I think it should be put into perspective, and, and the way you say it is very, very well. Because if you look at the Sammy White hit and the Stingley hit, you can totally tell that White should have been paralyzed for sure. He was paralyzed for a, half the game because <laughs> it took him a while to come back in. But uh, Stingley was a fluke. And, well, you know what? That's the way it is. When you're dominating, you always get that. And, unfortunately, he got that finger pointed at him. Now, Earl Campbell, that hit was brutal. That was brutal because it bruised his sternum. The doctor came in, took him out. Now, this is Earl Campbell we're talking about. We're talking about the bulldozer. Now, this guy could go through anybody, and Tatum made him sit out and try to remember what his name was after he got hit on the goal line. Now, now Campbell, he made the, the touchdown, but uh, he knew uh, that there was some serious business going down because he was jacked. As far as Kelly's concerned, hell yeah. Every Raider fan feels the same way. And, uh, you know, you're not the first guy to say it. I'm glad you mentioned it because it's been on a lot of lips, partner. Kelly better step his fat ass up and start making some moves because ever since he did get his 50 mil, he's been nothing but a pimple on the ass of the NFL. So I'd like to see him step up. I think he will with the people that he's surrounded with. I think that he'll be forced to bring his game up because he'll be the only one that's not. And that uh, that's something there. And Kansas City, man, I, I respect Kansas City. I had a blast when I was there. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you one thing, never met friendly people in my life, honestly. Very cool fans, very cool people, a very friendly place. Um, Lamar Hunt, no doubt the AFL never would have happened without him. A big friend of Al Davis's. Uh, the Chiefs. For years, were our arch nemesis. Uh, I'm not turning my back on them because they're the they're the Patriots of the AFC West, and they're serious about uh, making some moves. And their general man- manager Paoli, he's no joke. And they got Cronell. They got the whole Patriots staff. Don't think that they can't make it happen twice because that's the kind of team in that kind of fan base that can turn it around. I'm worried about them, really, way more than I am the Broncos or even the doggone chargeless. Um, we got a tough division, and I mean tough because it's coming up tough. A lot of young players, a lot of new players, young talent, and that always takes a division to another level. So we got to rise with everybody else, and I think we're going to. Thanks for the call, brother. You know it's always awesome, and I can't wait to see you this season. It'll be great. And now we have my good brother, Raider Jaime. What you got to say, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. Hey, uh, today I just uh, read and found out that one of our uh, two Raider warriors has, um, has passed away, Jack Tatum. Um... I feel, I mean, uh, I know every, the whole Raider Nation, I know they probably know about this already, but I'm I'm very, very sad today for the passing of a great one. Uh, our thoughts and prayers and well wishes go out to um, Denise and uh, the Tatum family from my family. So let's win one for the big gift. <laughs> I'm out. A very shared feeling, my brother. 
The whole Reddit nation is really kind of bummed. All right, we've got an old friend, man. Haven't heard from him in a long time. Love his energy. You gotta love this guy because his takes are good too. The Arkansan Raider. Raider Nation, this is Arkansan Raider. Um, I would suggest now would be a good time. If you don't have a drink in your hand, get one there and raise it in the air for Mr. Tatum. He will be missed. R.I.P. Well, we have to look forward to this. Let's just hope that our safeties learn and glean from the lessons of the past and greats like Jack Tatum. Now, I just saw on NFL Network, I just saw our coach, Tom Cable, on an interview talking about the AFC West. We're going after it. We're going to go and get it. And that's the way it is. And you can quote me. And he was beaming with freaking confidence. I am telling you, man. This team is ready to go. We have talent. We have drive. We have everything. We've got the history. And now we have the cause. We are ready to go. And when the coach talks like this, and I've seen him, I've met him, he is confident and competent. He has the equipment, the men, and the resources to take the Raiders to the next level, Raider Nation. This season will be different I'm telling you, you feel it, I feel it, and we fucking know it. Go fucking Raiders. This is Raider Greg, and I am pumped, and I am out. <laughs>